Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. All right, guys, today is the day. Yeah, I finally have Ben settle on the show. I was pretty pumped. And I had had a conversation with Ben on the show I did with John Perez a while back, but wanted to have him on this show. I've talked about him enough, right? You guys have heard me preach the fundamentals, the basics, the daily email. He has been paramount to that process for me. So on that note, you know, just just listen with an open mind and you might want to take some notes. He's a great storyteller, but these processes, I'm telling you, will make a difference. Anyways, enjoy the interview with Ben, guys. This is, I'm going into year nine being online, and it was really this last year of going back to fundamentals, um, and we'll talk about this stuff, that has made a huge difference for me. So, But if you could just do sort of a cliff notes version of you and your business for people who either have not heard one of the 50 times I've talked about you or read anything. <laughs> okay. Um, well, whenever I get dragged to a party or something where I have to go deal with people, uh, people ask, what do you do for a living, right? And what do you ask? What do you, you know, I, it's like the hardest question to answer in this world. And I, I just say this. I'm like a bum who gets paid. I wake up. I take my dog out. You know, because she's got to go first. I come in. I write an email. I send it out. And I'm pretty much done with the part of the workday I have to do. And that, that's, and that's what I do. I, I'm an email guy. I teach email. I show people how to have that kind of lifestyle if they want that through one of my products. My main thing is I have a print newsletter that I just teach the fundamentals and get deep into the fundamentals of writing really profitable emails. So that that's the basics of what I do. That was summed up lovely. But back up a little bit if you could, because I you know, I like your story in terms of getting there and getting clients and then shifting out of that because I <laughs> I know a lot of my audiences in that space of of okay, I need to shift out of service work, right? And so you have built up obviously this this phenomenal business that doesn't require you work sixty hours a week, right? Like my whole f the hustle, I still believe it. I, I think it's asinine, <laughs> but yeah. right. And so, but it wasn't always like that. I mean, you worked your ass off to get here. Oh yeah, I mean, you you have to work hard in the beginning. I mean, there's no way around that. But and, and after that, it's your choice. Like, do you want to keep doing the hustle? Because some people just thrive on that. Like, they, they really do. And I don't. And I guess you don't either. No. I just I, I like it to be optional. Like, I work hard on other stuff, but it's not stuff I have to do. So, like, right now I'm, I'm editing my fourth novel, which takes, like, four or five hours a day. It's very tedious. And, you know, it's, it sucks. But it's like, you know, I do it by choice. I don't have to do it. You know, and so, you know, that that's what I'm saying. Like, I the main stuff is done really quick. Everything else is just optional. And that's so why I like it. It's really your, I mean, the things that are your consistent cash flow, your income, right? Is that only takes you a little bit of time in the morning. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, it, or if I'm traveling, for example, I just traveled for two weeks. I do two different events. So I just, I wrote a bunch of emails and just let them be in the autoresponder and had those go out on a timer. So sometimes I might work a lot of time in a day so I can prep to go travel somewhere. But it averages out to maybe 20 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, however long it takes to write an email and send it out. That's my main thing. Damn, I love that. All right. So you started in this space though, doing copywriting, right? And initially you did it. Weren't you doing it free for a little bit to get your chops? And then you started getting hired by people. Yeah, I mean, that probably wasn't the smartest. But this is back in like 2002. We didn't have Facebook where like any idiot can go on there and dazzle people and get hired. <laughs> Yeah. Which both, both it amuses me now, but also annoys me because it's, they, they, I know people who should not be taking any money for writing copy, and they're getting paid big fees, all because they can go on Facebook and and you know if it's a guy they just happen to be very charismatic and everything they can kind of bullshit people, or if they're a girl they're just a hot girl and they just bat their eyes and get people hire them, and it's not like that's bad in and of itself, but it's like if they don't know what they're doing and they're getting away with it, that kind of irks. <laughs> the old school type. It's like, wait a minute. I didn't have that advantage. There's no Facebook when I got started. Now I'm just, so anyway, I'm not trying to discourage people from, from going after. It. I'm just saying, yes, I, I started out the free way. I wish I had not done that. I wish I had, maybe I'm just jealous of the people. 
I'm just jealous. This is, this is, I'm jealous because I wish I could have done that, but you yeah, know, yeah, but I at least. I'm sorry. Don't you think that there's going to be a little bit? It, it's interesting. Do you know, uh, Jason Hornung? Uh, I don't. Okay. Well, I, I connected with Jason a year ago. He runs a Facebook ad agency and he works his tail off. And I had great, re- the guy and reminds me of you in the sense that he studied like these direct response marketers way, way back and wrote and wrote and wrote and did a lot of that. He did this video yesterday on Facebook, little Facebook live stream and just said, because he'll see somebody buy his course in, in December. And then in February, they're promoting that they're a Facebook ad expert. Yes. <laughs> right? yes. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Yeah. And so at what point though, my guess is it's like, you got to be able to get results at the end of the day or it, that's not sustainable. Right. I mean, that, that there's no way that that's going to keep, you can't, that's not a business that's going to last. Eventually you're going to get caught or you're going to, I mean, it's, yeah. Right. It's, yeah, it's and I'm not going to name names, but there are people who I've sort of trained, you know, but didn't really like for not for very long. And they go out there and they think they can do all this and, and they can get by for a little bit because they just drop my name. But at the end of the day, the, I, I know one of these people is really like screw, like taking screwing people over. And it's like I, I hate that because there's not like, like all I can do is <laughs> rue the day that I ever try to help anybody. But that happens and people can get by. You can sell a lot with social proof. You, I mean, social proof is a, a scarily powerful concept that could be used for good or bad and people do it. Yeah. It's just not going to be sustainable. You know, it's funny. I have a little story for you before. Um, cause I want to talk obviously about email and I want everybody listening also to understand this isn't just for, I mean, I, I just wanted to study what you do and learn from you from my own stuff. Like I don't ever want the responsibility of writing copy for somebody else, Yeah, but I know what works for me, but it's funny. Yesterday I got this email from somebody who I had interviewed and <laughs> this kind of goes to your whole guru. And I think I told you in the last time we talked where I spelled it the way you spelled it. And somebody asked me, asked, <laughs> asked me to correct it. And I was like, you need to listen to the show. I explain why I spelled it that way. But it was, it was in that, that high ticket mentality space. And this is somebody I'd interviewed on the show a few, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And I got an email yesterday. I haven't talked to him saying, you know, is there any way you could take the podcast down or maybe change the SEO? I'm trying to clean up the search for my name and your post comes up number two in Google. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's a testament to what you're doing. Right. So I was like, no. Yeah. But if you create content and optimize it for your own name, you probably can beat me. So, well, I don't understand why why that would be a bad thing. I mean, people are going to see his stuff, even if it's through you, and they're going to find him. I don't. I I, I didn't either, and I haven't gotten back to him. But it was just funny because I thought, but it was a really good interview, and you had actually gained clients. So even if you pivot your direction of your business, like. Anyways, it was just kind of testament yeah. to, to the to real strategies you teach. So, so let's talk email. And, you know, I have to tell you, bar none, next to the podcast, probably email implementing what you've taught has been yeah. the best thing I have ever done in my business. I swear to God. So <laughs> let's talk about the daily email philosophy. And if you could just share your wisdom, kind of, I don't have a definitive question for you on it. Okay. Well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to mail daily. I mean, there's some technical reasons, but just from a, a principle of doing business, if you're going to put yourself out there as some kind of credible resource, if you want to be an expert, for like everybody wants to be an expert, right? Which is fine. But if you want to be a leader and seen as a leader and realize that people listen to experts, but they follow leaders, you should be in front of them every day. Like if you don't have something to say every day about whatever it is you do and someone else does you're not going to be seen as the top person. So this is just one. This is to me the base. That's getting down to the street level, why you should be there every day. Um, but beyond that, you'll get less spam complaints because people get to know, like, and trust you. I mean, they'll just, they just won't push the spam button. They'll actually unsubscribe. You'll polarize people one way or the other if you do it right. So you'll have them hot or cold and not lukewarm, which is very important because the lukewarm people that push the spam button and they give you all they, they, they're the refunders and the people that complain the most. People who are go cold on you will just leave peacefully on their own. That's great. People are hot for what you have. You know, eventually they'll they'll stick around. And eventually they'll buy. Uh, there's just so many. And, and here's another thing: people procrastinate. So I can't even tell you how many people have told me, and I know this has happened with other people too. Man, I I, I made the decision to buy this X Y Z product six weeks ago, but you got me today. I finally like they just procrastinated. You're just <laughs> there every day relentlessly. And here's another reason to do it. So this is something I've been thinking about a lot. In fact, I have an email coming out about this Saturday, I think next Monday. Yeah, I don't know. It's coming out soon. And that is uh, 
this idea of um, sticky sticking hands, <laughs> which, I'll, <laughs> which I'll explain. So one of the things I've been doing for the last couple of years is this. Uh, it's called Wing Chun Kung Fu. It's a very specific. There's like 400 types of Kung Fu. This is just a, one of many of them. Um, one of the things that the reason these like Kung these Wing Chun masters they could be fat and overweight and out of shape or really old and frail. And yet they look like they're moving really fast and they look like they're really strong and really they're not fast and they're not strong. They could be wheezing it out of, out of breath, <laughs> but they know how to feel and interpret force. So in other words, they, they, once they make contact with someone, they can feel what that person's going to do. They don't have to rely on their eyes, which are deceptive and slow. They can feel what that person's going to do. And this comes from years of training, what's called Shi Sao, which means sticking hands. That is where you have your partner and you're going through these drills where you're, you're, you're touching and you're trying to kind of interpret what the person's going to do. And it's something I've been doing for the last few months. It's very fascinating. For anybody who knows Wing Chun, they know what I'm talking about. And so this is, so I applied this to email recently. Because this made me realize something going through these drills. When you mail daily, it's kind of like sticking hands in Wing Chun. I can feel and interpret what people want. The last few products I've launched, not a single person has asked me, will you create a comprehensive copywriting product for slackers that you know goes over X, Y, all the stuff I did in copy slacker? Nobody asked me that. Nobody's ever asked me to create a copywriting course, but I knew it because I'm mailing daily. I'm getting feedback every day. I can feel what they want. They're asking me specific questions about copywriting. They're asking me specific questions about the, the things that I go in and the copy slacker. They never asked me to create it or they would ask me about certain other people's products and that sort of thing. I could put, it's just like, it's, you take enough of this in and you just kind of know what they want. When I launched copy slacker, I was a little disappointed because I was expecting maybe 50 sales. That's how many I ordered. And ended up getting like 180 sales, right? So I had to like, <laughs> I had to like rush to like get all this stuff printed and everything. And I was driving my printer crazy. And, but here's what drove me nuts about it is that a lot of people, probably the majority who bought that didn't even read the sales letter. It's like I just tapped into something they didn't even know they wanted because I've been doing that every day. I've been interpreting what they want. It's the same when I, when I sold this, I launched this book about villains. Persuasion Secrets of that the World's was Most Awesome, by the way. I have to leave you a review. So, oh, yeah. yeah oh, thank it. you. <laughs> but nobody has said, Ben, can you create a book about how villain, you know, the, this mindset? Nobody did, but I knew by the, by the information I get back every day, just because I mail my list all the time, I know what they want before they even do. And it's, it's a weird thing. It's just something you got to do. And when you mail daily and you've been doing it long enough, and it's not like it's going to happen overnight. Right, like even in Wing Chun, you got to do years of chi sao to get to this point where like you can basically read someone's mind. But that's how it is with email. Just get started right away, and over time, you're gonna have this sensitivity to your list. It's like tactile sensitivity where you'll know exactly what they want, whether they tell you they want it or not. And uh, it, it's just it's a it's an incredible thing, and you can only get doing that by d- daily email, as far as I know. Well, I have a. a, a... Another testimonial for you. Okay. You know, I will take all the props you want to give me. I really will. I, I'm, all, I'm listening. I promise I don't have your picture in the office or anything. But, so it's, it's interesting because when I started doing this, like I've always enjoyed creating content and I can create content pretty quickly, but it was this commitment. I actually wrote a post called the 30 minutes a day habit that's changed my business and my life. Be- and I got a ton of shares and stuff like that simply because this this consistent practice of this, I'm like, well, where else can I implement this strategy in my life? You know, yeah. doing this or this. But so in, in doing this, and I want to say I probably really started getting serious about this last summer. And so in doing this, first of all, you're I, I get more feedback than I've ever gotten anywhere with anything I've done, including the podcast, people responding to emails. You know, when I had someone ask me last week, she said, do you really write these in the morning? And I'm like, yeah, I do, because it just depends on what's coming to me. And I I haven't gotten the point where I'd love to be able to batch some ahead of time. But anyways, I've been, whether it's sharing what I'm doing with my own content or, you know, just simply writing these emails, which I'm posting as blog posts too. So then I decided I'm launching this web app with a friend and I have to do a content strategy for it. I'm like, well, I may as well just teach this, right? (laughs) Just do a beta course and just get some feedback or whatever. Ben, it was the easiest thing I have ever sold in my life. <laughs> there you go. Three, and it was it was like 200 bucks. Three people bought it right away. As soon as I sent the link out, I mentioned it a week earlier. And someone said, because I said, I only want 10 people because I'm, I'm building this as I go. Yeah. And instantly I got, I want a spot. I want a spot. I want it. And I was like, oh huh. my God, this practice what you preach really works. 
Oh, absolutely. It, it does work and it works. You know, it's just that people just got to do it correctly. That's all. And it's okay to make mistakes when you're getting started, right? I mean, that's going to happen. I still make mistakes. I mean, it's, you know, but mistakes can be turned into advantages. You know, like email is a very forgiving medium. Like, let's say, for example, I screwed something like a fact up. I was wrong about something, which happens so infrequently. It's like statistically it never <laughs> happens. But let's say it, it did, right? Let's say I just come back the next day and say, you know, I was wrong about this. Blah, blah, blah. Now, here's why you should buy anyway. I mean, it's like, you know, you can make mistakes and it, it, it's very a forgiving medium. So, you know, there's no don't reason to fear mistakes. It, well, it makes you relatable. I, I did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're giving me all kinds of validation. So thanks. I did that with, <laughs> with, I had found some guy that was talking about YouTube. I've got a ton of tutorials on YouTube and a decent following for WordPress stuff. And I thought I need to optimize this. Like I, I've gotten... I've gone, everything you've taught me is saying, go back and optimize what you've already created. Like stop reinventing the wheel. And so anyways, I found this guy, I watched this, I shared his launch videos before I knew what he was doing. <laughs> well, <laughs> then I watch his, you know, the webinar and it's all about teaching people to be affiliates for ClickBank crap that like, and I'm like, that's not what I'm about. So then the next day I, I emailed with, I want my 90 minutes back. And I told everybody, don't buy this guy's shit. It was really, Jeez. you know, and it was, yeah. it was one of those that they were like, oh, okay. And it just, it connects you with people. It makes you relatable. It, it really does. I mean, there's this, this concept of being unokay where you're, you're better off being a little less okay than the person you're talking to. It's, it's people are very comfortable with humanity, with people who show humanity. And by doing that, you're showing, you're just a human being, you know, and you own it. And you know, it's, what else can someone say? I mean, like they've never screwed up and yeah. someone someone who would complain about that, well, let them go. They're yeah. not going to – Yeah, <laughs> the snowflakes. So um, what – so what are the – my guess is you get or you hear objections from people about emailing daily. So you know, what are some of those objections that people bring to you about, well, I don't want to do this. Why? <laughs> They're always self-projecting. They're self-projecting their biases and insecurities and fears onto their market because they're not their market. So – uh, I'll give you an example. Right? I like to use this example for some reason. I don't know why. But so my dad who lives in town here. He's got like 45 molehills in his yard. Okay, <laughs> he's the only one in the neighborhood who has all these moles. It's like nobody. It's driving him insane. He's tried everything. I mean everything from you know chemicals and like all this stuff for over like almost two years now. And I can tell you right now, you cannot like if you, you can't send him too many emails about moles. Like he would read every. So that's the thing. Like people have problems. They have pains. We don't necessarily experience those problems and pains. So we think, oh, they don't want to hear about that. No, they do want to hear. People people who have problems, like whatever the problem is, whatever they're trying to do, if I send eight emails a day about how to become better at email marketing and I do it the right way, it's it's fine. In fact, it's weird. The last – I talked about that Villains book launch. The day before I launched it, it was a four-day launch. Before the day before, I, I warned everyone. I sent an email out saying, "Look, I'm going to send a lot of emails starting tomorrow." Okay, so just, just brace yourself. If you don't, if that's a problem, just go ahead and unsubscribe. There's no hard feelings. I don't mind. I understand. It's totally okay. Well, not only did nobody really unsubscribe that I know, at least no more bigger number than I would normally get on a day, but the next day after the first email went up, a few people complained that I hadn't sent enough emails. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's all the emails? I wanted to read more of this, so. You know, go figure. Are you, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Just you know, send a daily email. Okay, <laughs> just, just do it. it. It'll be okay. Well, and in the cool thing, I I did. Get, it was funny. I got one response. Somebody stop these emails, like all caps, right? And I was like, yeah. Whoa, Tiger! Like, why'd you get so bent? Like, you know. And then, so of course, I did what you practiced. I I, I shared that email, and I got <laughs> so many awesome responses from people saying, "Keep this up! I love it. I don't normally open emails, but I open yours every day." And I was like, "Done." <laughs> there you go. I mean, and what? So that you know, that's the thing. And you know, some people are just asses. You know, they just you know, they have to be jerks, and and they don't even, they're, or they're just they're, they shouldn't even be on your list. They don't even understand like there's a, a link to click, and they think that you're spamming and all this stuff, and they just don't know. You know, so sometimes I'm usually don't get mad. I call these people Lennoxes because <laughs> there was this guy a few months ago named Lennox who uh, he, he asked me some dumb question. He said something like, he's, he's, I don't know, he said something like, you don't have any screenshots of your bank account. You know, how can I believe you? 
or something stupid like that. And go, I said, go to you know, Google and search bank account screenshots. Pick one. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, you know, So I said, you're right. You should not. You shouldn't buy for me. Go away. Because <laughs> I don't want someone who wants screenshots because that, that, they are so clueless. Those are the wrong ones I want. And so he emails me back with this like you know, you know cussing at me and all you know insulting me. And his name is Lennox. And I said, okay, I have given a name to the troll, <laughs> Lennox. And I know I don't even use the word troll anymore. I say Lennox. So you know. we need it. Wait, somebody's got to do an illustration for you of a troll <laughs> and a T-shirt that says Lennox. You know that is a good idea. I have I know someone who could, who would actually do that. Now that <laughs> you should do that. And I and, and I would commission her to do it because she would just you know she's really talented and that's a great idea. <laughs> it just well you know it's <laughs> I'm sorry I just you can tell I really read your stuff because I love the the one of my favorite stories was the person who wanted to know like what these emails were for and it was a she had said you know what is this and why should I subscribe to you like convince me why to stay on your email and you're like you're dismissed no one yeah. dismisses me <laughs> yes I, I remember that and, you know I'm. They are dismissed. They, you know, you, when you say stuff like that, you take away their power mm-hmm. because that's all they are. They're, they're just people who, who lack power in their lives and they're not going to take their crap out of me because I didn't do anything wrong to them. No. <laughs> so, you know, I, they can do what they're going to do, but I'm not going to sit there and just you – know, some most of the time I ignore stuff like that to be honest with you. I just – I don't have time for it. It's beneath my contempt. It's like, you know, I just don't need it. But sometimes when it's just handed, it's like fodder handed to me. I'm going to use it. <laughs> Well, and that's just it, but there's a difference, right, between taking it and playing with it versus like spinning about it. And yeah, um, you know, one thing I want to talk to you about is, is, you know, it's, it's probably no surprise the audience, you do things a little different. And I love that. And you don't really worry about open rates or click through rates, right? Um, I think even putting any stock in open rates is a big mistake. And I've learned, I have an email coming out tomorrow about this, which I don't know if you'll get it because it's a Google <laughs> sweet thing. Yeah. But I, it, it's just, it's to the point where it's just silly that anybody obsesses over it. I'm not saying to never do it. There are reasons to do it just to like monitor the health of your list. Or if you want to test different, uh, like product titles, I've heard people do that, which is a good idea. But tracking them, like, is it has something to do with sales? It's just not right. So last month I got this testimonial. He's an email player subscriber. He's, he's a freelance copywriter and he got some, I don't know who he was writing for. We had a client in December. And he started applying what he was learning. And he told me that in December, his client gets like very little sales, if any at all. But he was, but with his emails, they got a ton of sales in December when they never normally get any sales. And he goes, but he goes, but I'm worried because I'm only getting a 9% open rate. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, look, man, I mean, he's new, right? I'm going to let him off the hook. I'm not going to be mean or anything, but it's like, dude, <laughs> who cares? It's 1% open rate. You got them more sales than they've ever got. And there's a reason, there's a reason for this. And there's many reasons for this. Well, one is Android phones. So most email, and this is proven, most emails are opened on phones and most transactions are done on desktops. So that means all these people on Android phones, especially where the HTML is turned off by default, open rates not getting registered anyway. And a lot of people have Android phones. So, you know, it's it, for that alone skews it all. But I've learned something else new. Because you and I are before the show talking about Google and how they've been screwing with everybody's minds lately. <laughs> well, Gmail has done it where like I, – and I don't pretend to understand the science behind this. But something like the, the image that gets that, – that's in the email gets moved to a remote host or something and it screws up the – like it's not being tracked properly, the open rates. And these are very smart people that are telling me about this because they know that – you know, they know that I – talk about this stuff all the time, like computer scientists and stuff. So it's just, it's, it's so like pointless to even, I'm not saying never do it, but to worry about it. And like, what matters are sales? Are your sales going up? Are they stagnant? Are they nothing? Are they zero? I got a question for today from someone. He's like an email subscriber. He's like, you know, I got, I get all these clicks, but I get no sales. And I, or no, I get all these, I get a lot of people reading my emails, but I don't really get anybody clicking to it. And I said, it's nothing to do with your email. It's just that nobody wants what you're offering. Yeah, it's like <laughs> most of it's most of it has nothing to do with email or copy. A lot of it's the basics: offer, list, you know, your positioning in the marketplace, and a lot of other things that are more. Social proof is another one. Those things can be way more important than you know the latest email copywriting technique you know, that that people are banding around. Well, yeah, and the whole tactics and strategies piece of it. So with that, so let's take that guy, if you don't mind that, you know, if it's, if it's his offer, is there a way to take his emails and like, how would you, 
and not trying to make you work for free here. But, so <laughs> how, how would you, you know, tell someone to, to really figure out what the audience wants via email? What is list wants? Is there a way it, to do that? Yeah. I mean, they had what I would do. I mean, I've done this before is send an email out and ask a very informal survey, no survey monkey, none of that crap. Simply say, reply back with this answer. What was the last two products about XYZ subject that you bought along with, and if possible, give me the URL. You will know exactly what sales pitch sold them, what products they're already spending money on, the benefits that they that they needed to hear to buy, and you know your the competition, all that stuff. Exactly what kind of products you can just find or create a better product, and you'll know pretty pretty accurately. I mean, it's not 100% foolproof, but you'll know. And then, of course, there's what I was talking about earlier, just mailing daily. You'll kind of get a sense for that. But a lot of people are trying to. A lot of people have a solution that's looking for a problem when they should be looking for a problem, looking for a solution. And, you know, that's just marketing 101 that just never seems to get taught online. It doesn't. Or people get so caught up. You know, I had um, someone emailed me and she's in my this content strategy thing that I'm doing. And and she's like, I was about to give up. (laughs) But I did this. My lead magnet is just. Go back to basics. Do these yes. things. Do them well. Do them consistently. And to the point with the guy whose name I rank high for, it's like, it works. My <laughs> issue, my issue has been making the offers. And I know that now. I know that hands down. Um, but I had made the decision that I literally am down to the last website I will ever do for anybody else. There you go. There <laughs> and you so, go. Right. And so now it's <laughs> like, well, now you got to sell Kim. So game on. Um, well, yeah. But, but really it was through that, but it's just been talking to people and, and how I show up. And it's like, I'm getting massive feedback and, you know, and I don't do like split testing headlines, but I'll pay attention to a different headline I've used and then see what it, you know, in terms of, oh, wow, that got a lot of open rates or even on the weekends, it blows me away the difference in response I might get from an email on the weekend. So it's like, you just have to do it. And a lot of times it's not even the email. It's, it's weird. Like, you know, I've been doing this long enough where I sometimes just want to slack and I'll, I don't feel like writing an email today. So I'll go back a year, 12 months, 11 months or something and pull an email from then and reuse it just randomly. And I've seen emails that have done really well the first time, not really do much the second time. And I've seen emails that didn't do jack the first time, like kick ass the second time because it's not, the email's important. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it, there's a, there's a lot of timing going on. You could just be hitting a nerve at that time, and, and it happens all the time. So the most important thing someone can do, I mean way more important than split testing all these variables that can't even be scientifically split tested anyway due to the nature of email, is just consistently be there every day and be interesting and, and be, be something that people want to read. If all people – and those are all – those are things everybody can control. You, can't ever, you cannot control sales. You can't control opens. You can't control clickers. You can't control any of that. But you can control being there every day. You can control making yourself better. You can control writing all the, every day. You can control actions that you take. And if you do that, it, and you know what happens too. By the way, here, this is a whole other thing. But people who get caught up on like, oh, I need a higher opt-in rate or higher sales and all this stuff, they create neediness within themselves, which makes them make more mistakes. It's better totally. to let all that go and just focus on what you can control and you can get better at and the rest will take care of itself. Well, it, that's awesome. I wasn't going to get too like woo woo, but I, it's so true. And I talked about that today because um, I, I my email, I started it today with my son was coming up the stairs, getting ready to school and he was rushing and he, I heard him drop the plate with his food and he's 16. <laughs> and I, Amalia already's like, that was so stupid. I was literally thinking – about what would happen if I dropped my breakfast. And so, <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, I've done that with coffee. So it was, but it was like, that was the story that I shared to go into that. But my point was the energy. And it's like, what you're thinking is going to happen. So, well, um, what you focus on, it's interesting because, you know, I, I've heard Gary Bensavanga do a teaching on this. And it's, you know, it's nothing really new to this. But if I asked you to look out the window, and say, you know, just look at the cars out the window and then look back in. And then I say, how many white cars did you see? You're not going to know. You just glanced out there. But then if I said, now look again and count the white cars, you look out there and be, oh, yeah, there's five white cars because you're looking for it. Mm-hmm. And that's how the mind works. And I don't even see any woo-woo about it. It's just how the brain works. And 
Um, so it is, and so it is with goal setting. Just and copywriting email, whatever you're doing, just focus on getting better at what you do, and the other things will fall into place. I'm, I'm not saying never track or test. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is those things, you really can't control the outcome of those things. And the more outcome independent you are, the better everything's going to be, at least in the world of persuasion. Well, and it get, do you think too, I mean, it, it's like you get in, in your own way anyways. It's like all of a sudden it becomes, instead of saying to yourself, okay, I'm going to sit down for 20, 30 minutes and write an email, you, and tell a story and, and talk to people. It's like all of a sudden you're like, you, you get in the way of, well, I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to have the right call to action and, and do I have the follow up sequence? And then you don't do it. <laughs> right. Yes. No, that's exactly it. And, People tend to complicate what should be simple. I say take, make it as simple as you possibly can. Focus on the fundamentals. Forget all the fancy stuff because there is no fancy. You know, let's go back to the kung fu example. This 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 is one of my favorite things. One day I was training with over there with Sifu and all that, and he started telling me about this. I where how a lot of martial arts people have what's called flowery hands, and this is where they do all these big arm movements and they're in like these weird positions on their legs and they're, it looks really cool. It looks really ninja. It looks like something out of Hollywood. And yet all that stuff is just show it's flowery hands. Now they're all, they're all out of balance. They're easily beat up. They're easily knocked over. They're easily just kicked. They're just easily beaten. But because they're more worried about looking fancy with the flowery hands instead of doing the boring fundamental stuff that works. And that's exactly how it is in, in copywriting and email, anything in our world. That's exactly how it is. the more, cool something looks probably the less it's going to affect it it's going to be <laughs> that's so true um well it, it, it's so funny like in watching i probably spend most time on facebook but you know you watch ads and stuff and this is i don't know if it was my na- naivete or just you know pollyanna opinion of people but it was like i i see i don't know if you've seen it there's a guy that ian stanley i think and he does i know i know ian yeah ian's great <laughs> his videos yeah <laughs> are you know very g and they're hysterical to me right and i'm like so then i start. i've been reading this stuff and i'm like people really rent like fancy cars to do these videos and like <laughs> you know <laughs> i was gonna do like a you know suburban mom like here's the the broken <laughs> this is the, the fence is falling down in the backyard i'm like come on because i just i assumed people weren't doing all that fake shit and it's just it's all that fluffy stuff like you said and i'm I, you start reading through it um i want to shift to your marketing a little bit because and and i apologize if i'm totally off on this but i don't see you doing a ton of marketing right for your i mean you're not doing ads and webinars and jvs and stuff you do your thing so how did you if correct me if i'm wrong but how'd you build up to that well i mean i use i use paper clip i use google adwords but oh, I, outs- okay. I don't personally do it i outsource it i was doing facebook ads for oh four or five or six months a couple years ago but then got kicked off facebook for not even violating the rules and you know i know i could get back on but i just don't it's like screw them you know i, I, I don't i don't like i don't want to have to worry about that it was great though I do most of my traffic by doing interviews like this uh, mm-hmm. because, like, for example, somebody listens to me for 50 minutes or whatever and then goes to my site. That's a really good lead. Yeah. That's much better than some mindless click, you know, and it's not as many leads as you get. But I like the – I'm a quality over quantity. Um, I'm just entrenched in Google. I mean, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years now, so it's – you know, I'm in there. I do I, – I speak now. I, I have a podcast now, which enhances my audience. I get a lot of word of mouth, like a ton of word. I, I can't – it it amazes me how much word of mouth I get. And it's it's the weirdest thing. Sometimes I'll get in controversial things where some people are angry at me, and that just makes the people that witness that come to my site, which is interesting. <laughs> like, who and, is this guy? <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, that's – when I first got it started out, I, I was doing a lot of easing articles. So I went to – it's a lot of easing articles, and that helped generate traffic and build a list. I've done a lot of things, frankly. I, 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 but I don't use webinars not to sell with because I don't need to. I just, I have it set up so that I can. I just don't need to do it. So the daily email gets me more sales than probably webinars. But I just, I don't want to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> and people should really set their business up to do what they want. If you like doing webinars, do webinars. Yeah. If you don't like, I can't stand it. Like the idea of doing a webinar. Ah, I don't mind being guests on webinars, but I don't want to have to like conduct one. So, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I like creating content. I like talking to people. This is good. Oh, um, yeah. So let's, 
because I haven't gotten your emails. I missed the new <laughs> podcast launch, but um, can you talk a little bit? Let's talk about the new podcast because you had had one and then you yanked it. You pulled it down, right? Yeah. And then, so what's up with the new one? Well, the new one I started January 1st, exactly on January 1st. And it's not exactly like, it's a different name. It's a, it's a different podcast. I mean, it, there's similarities, same, same producer. I'm not partnering with my producer on this one. Like before it was a partnership. We had a whole other website set up with its own product line. And it was just a real pain in the butt. Everything. Now I just pay him a monthly fee to do it all for me. So it's, it's, it's more, it's more, it's all me now. I don't have to like worry about anybody else. I don't have any team or anything like that. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's probably a little more controversial and less teaching. Mm-hmm. It's 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 more mindset type stuff, which I'm more into. What's it that called? was? It's called the BenSettle.com podcast. Okay, I'll link to that. I just want, I'm like, I want to subscribe since I'm not getting your email. Oh, well, yeah, you just go to BenSettle.com forward slash podcast, and and you'll see the you'll see the new ones and the old Ben Settle show, all those archives on on the left hand sidebar. Okay, cool. That's like two and a half years of podcast, so yeah, it's quite a few. Well, and obviously podcasting works. I'm sure you grew, a, you know, an additional, you know, your audience grew through doing that as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've had people say, I found you through your podcast and I ended up buying. I mean, it's just, it's all about, you know, th- having a list is important, but what's like the money's in the list, but the fortune is in the audience. And you're not all of your audience is on your email list. The audience comp- is everybody. Audience is your pod, people listen to your podcast. It's the people who are following you on social media. It's the people on your email list. If you have a direct mail list, it's your direct mail list. It's your customer list. It's, it's all these people make up your, your audience and they may or may not be on your email list. So having that overall audience is, and if your goal is to build a list, you can get more people on your list that way by building an audience. Well, so speaking of a list and an audience, how about what do you do if someone's listening to this maybe and they really they either have a list they're building, um, but they don't have something to sell or they're they're new at building the list? Where would you start? Well, okay, so I mean, one way to do it is to write an email every day, which always comes back. <laughs> to that. Write an email every day and add a little bit of meat to that email and put it up on like a major easing site, like maybe easingarticles.com or something like that. Take that that article and, and read it just if you have to just read it into a video camera like your phone or something put that video on youtube which links back to your site your opt-in page take the audio of that and start putting that on youtube so like a daily podcast uh, that's one thing you start getting traffic. you're not gonna get tons of traffic doing that but you'll get some traffic you can take that same article and submit it to forums in your niche where they want user-generated content of course you can post it up on LinkedIn and all your, your social media. So you can get all this mileage from one email. And are, are you going to get inundated with thousands? No, but you're going to start building a really good list. You should also go find podcasters in your, in your niche and just say, Hey, look, you know, you know, listen to their show, get a feel for them, like make a list of maybe 20 podcasters to start with and really listen to their show and get an understanding of their audience. I know it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. And then send them an email saying, look, I heard your podcast about XYZ. I have a great idea for a segment and maybe three or four really good teaser bullets. I could teach your audience these like, you know, good teaser bullets that just teases the hell out of them so they have to get back to you. <laughs> you'll get, you'll get booked on probably four or five of those 20 shows. Do a really good job. And as you know, podcasters talk to other podcasters. Podcast appearances beget more podcast appearances. Yeah, they totally do. When I have a good guest, I'm like, hey, do you want some more interviews? And I make some introductions always when it's, you know, it, it, it absolutely, just, it, it totally works. Um, what about, and this is kind of how I did it, because again, I have just about shifted out of services and, and getting more products. And, you know, it's funny, because I had done some coaching, and I'm like, designing my life around this. I'm like, I don't want to do long term coaching, I'll do like a one off session. So I'm going to start offering that in emails. But so what do you recommend to somebody, though, who doesn't have something to sell in an email? I think it's the same. Like if you're going to be a coach, sell coaching. It's the emails are the exact same. It's just the product that changes. I could sell. Put it this way. If I was selling email copywriting services, I would send the exact same emails I'm sending now. But instead of plugging email players, I'd say, give me a call or hit me. Go to my go to my calendar and see my available, whatever the call to action is. It's the Mm -hmm. same thing. It is really no difference. 
well, so that's kind of what I have been doing. And, and I've had, whether I'm selling something or I told you, right? Like I tripled affiliate sales yeah. <laughs> for one thing pretty quickly. And then same thing, like within 10 minutes today of an email for something. And I don't sell a ton of affiliate stuff, but it's just tools and stuff I use and I create content around it. So people trust me when I sell that stuff. I had a sale within 10 minutes this morning. I was like, okay, that works. So, you know, what about, cause there are times where I will send, I, I don't sell in every email, but there are a lot of times I will send somebody back to a podcast post or content. Um, but I'm just, for me, it was initially just getting the practice of emailing every day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 sorry. I think about these things and it's just, it's so s- simple. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It's just so simple. And I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I get frustrated by the simplicity of it, to be honest with you. I wish it was cooler. <laughs> you know I wish what? it was more exciting. Oh. I, I really do. <laughs> I, I kept saying that. I'm like, all of these things are super unsexy until they're not, because then they start working. And then you're like, wow. This well, is yeah, then it's very, you know, getting paid is sexy to me. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't have a hang up with that. Well, you know, it's like the movie Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, where you know he's got to figure out which was the chalice of Christ, mm-hmm. and there's like these beautiful things, and then there's like this ugly cup, and he goes, "That's the cup of a carpenter." And that and he picked the right cup, while the other people picked the the other guy picked the the shiny thing, and he ended up dying. <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that's the best metaphor for marketing I think I've ever seen. Oh my god, I may have to write a post about that. I will totally give you credit, but. That is friggin' brilliant. And, you know, it's just, it's been interesting over the last, <laughs> I don't know, few years. And as I've sort of come back to these fundamentals, because I do, I so love your whole guru thing. And it, I don't want to say you're anti-guru because you've got a lot of friends that are, that have done very well and have great, you know, audiences and all of that. But, um, was there something or was it, it just didn't resonate with you kind of the way of that marketing or what started that whole kind of well, anti-guru thing? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm not really anti. There's a lot of good gurus out there, but there's a lot of phony ones, and those are the ones when I say G O O dash R O O. Those are like the wannabe ones, and it's not like I'm anti guru. I'm just anti bullshit, you know. And if I and I see good ones out there put promoting bullshit, and I'm going to call it out. You know, if I'm promoting some bullshit, I want people to call me out on it, okay? Because I'm not. I'm trying to serve my market. If I if I'm pushing something that that you know is bad, because I didn't do my homework on it. I need to be called out on it and I'm the, I'll be the first to say, you know, you're right. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not trying to like, but that's the thing. There's too much ego involved where people want to keep looking like they're the, they got the sexiest thing and all this because they're, and they, and here's why they do it because they are selling to the dopamine addicted opportunity minded people. <laughs> I like to go for investment minded people and I'll, and I'll explain the exam, the difference. This is a very real addiction. It's a very real condition that anybody in that who understands this stuff will tell you because this is how I learned it from where people literally get addicted to buying new things. Oh, there's a product on XYZ. I got to have it. And before they've even opened that product, there's another, Oh, I got to have that one. And these are the people refunding things constantly. And they're just a pain in the ass customers. Everybody who's doing this bright, shiny object stuff, where it's like some new thing or some new take on an old thing where they try to make it look new. They're just attracting those people, whether they know it or not, let them have them. Yeah. I want the people who I, I want. I want four quarters more than a hundred pennies. So I, I'm, I'm very blunt. Not I said, look, this, this is expensive. All right, I don't want you buying this if you're just gonna like let it sit on a shelf and never use. It. I just save your. I don't want you in my life. That's what I tell. <laughs> more or less, I say that because it's true. I'm, I'm just being honest with them. I wanted. Okay, so at my this good cop, bad cop, insane cop event we just did. Um, the other go oh, two weeks ago, however, whatever. Gosh, my mind is going. It's twelve days ago. Um, <laughs> where one of my friend Ryan Lee, who was one of the, he was good cop. He brought up a really good point. We were doing hot seats. He's like, because this is a question people have. How do I know what kind of customers I should get? He's like, imagine you're putting a hot seat or an event on, like we're do- you have a room of eighty people because that's how many people we had. You have a room of eighty people. Who do you want in that room? And that answers your question right there. Do you want people like them or do you want people like these people? I mean, you have to, it, it makes you figure it out. Well, I don't want these low class jackass people. That's for sure. Just to make a buck. No, you want the, the people that you want. And so I don't know. I, it's just one of those things. I mean, it's everybody has their own business. They can attract whatever business they want. They can repel whatever kind of business they want. And, you know, I, people should be more mindful of it and not be so needy where they think they need to get everybody. I don't want everybody. I don't even want anybody. I want like a, I want like somebody. It's you know like very few people who who are quality and stick around. And I've done 
a pretty good job of that so far. So, well, and you do again. It's you practice what you preach. It was at uh, Eric Napolitano has a saying, and it goes along with that. It's just love me, hate me, but don't be indifferent. It's absolutely it's, right. It's just that kind of staleness, and it <laughs> it's it's crazy. And because of implementing this stuff, um, one, I feel like my writing has gotten way better. Like I'd love to write a book, and I don't know what that looks like, but it's in practicing this. And then of course. As I practice it, because I have a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm not good at writing or, you know, I don't like to write. I I go back. To, I went back to my first post on the WordPress chick and I was like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, was that a robot? Like, who wrote that? <laughs> forget, forget formatting, right? And all that. But I was just, it was, there was no voice. There was no personality. And it was really as soon, it was again through the podcast because you, I can't not show up as me here. Um, and then it resonated and I'm like, Yes. Somebody said to me one time, um, I think you'd be fun to have a pint with. I'm like, that's my tribe. <laughs> that's exactly who you want right there. Yeah. That's the kind of person. That's the person who's going to buy from you who you're going to like dealing with, you know. Yeah. And so these, so for people that, is there a little snippet you can give for people who feel like they're not a good writer and they can't, you know, that they don't know what to write about? Well, that's a function of not knowing their market. If you know your market well enough, you're, you, it's not a matter of what you write. It's like, okay, what don't I write about? So I have too much to write about. So you got to know your market. You got to know what their, what their pains are like. You need to know what's bothering them. You know what they go to sleep that night worried about. You need to know what they wake up worried about. You need to know what they're watching on TV. You don't know what they think of the news, how the news affects them. You, you got to know as much about them as you possibly can. And everything that touches their life is a potential email. But that's where nobody wants to do the homework on that. But that's where it's all at. So you mean in terms of doing the homework with, I mean, again, not necessarily the survey, but just having conversations with the people, what is the homework piece of that? Or is it just through doing the emails you're saying that to get some responses and engagement? No, I mean, you should go be a fly on the wall in the forums that hang out on the internet Mm -hmm. and see what they're complaining about, see what they're having. In fact, you do that, they'll even hand you content that you didn't even think about. You're like, (laughs) You know, like solutions to stuff. And, 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 you know, you'll be there. You'll see the stories written in their language, the way they say things. And, uh, you know, that's one way of doing it. Yeah, I think you should talk to people in your market. Ask them if, if you can have a long conversation with them and, and record the conversation, have it transcribed. You'll have email fodder coming out of that and content fodder of all kinds. I mean, there's you just have to get down and dirty and really learn the market however you can. And the more you know the market, the, the less chance you'll ever struggle with ideas. I never do. <laughs> well, clearly I'm drop. I was writing about my kid dropping his breakfast. It's like yeah. all of a sudden I do see that everywhere. The other thing I was going to say probably would be Facebook groups, although I don't know if your Facebook group. <laughs> well, <laughs> <There's> mine, <laughs> yeah, mine's a little bit. Are you in there? The lair? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm kind of the stalker. I'm like, oh, what do I want to? <laughs> I just yeah, I'm in there. It's, that place is. A nut I, I've closed it. Nobody can come in for a while because it's just too crazy. But yeah, my my group would be well. My group is good though because it does. We do get in deep psychological conversations about stuff. But it's more. It's not like market specific. It's just like human nature specific. But yeah, I think Facebook groups of, of people that are in your market. Yeah, absolutely. Try to get people arguing about something. Like instigate some fights, <laughs> and you'll start getting like the emotions out of people, and you'll know what they're really thinking. Well, it is, or it, there's so many groups that become like a lot of people join groups thinking that it's a, here, help me how to run my business. Right. But, yeah. but it's, it's whether you're looking for content or what to sell people. I mean, that's the ideal place to get problems and stuff. So, um, Ben, I just, I love chatting with you. This is so awesome. And <laughs> I am a fan for life. So <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. So any, what's, what's happening this year for you? Any other events or courses or products coming out? Well, I just did two. Of, I went. I had an event, and then I spoke at another guy's event named Ray Higdon. That was last Sunday. Um, and then I have in July. I'm I'm doing an event with uh, Misty, my my podcast announcer, babe, who's kind of been like an unofficial partner of mine in a lot of ventures. Now she's a really good email writer and everything. And partnering with her and my friend Troy Browsard. I always say uh, Broussard. I know Troy. Broussard. Oh yeah, Troy Broussard. So he. It turns out we live in the same little jerkwater town. We didn't know it. We're <laughs> running all the same circles and everything. But um, so him and him, me and, and Misty, we're doing an event in Napa, California, called Wine Villains, and it's. I, I picked my favorite winery downtown Napa. We. Uh, what, when be, is that? It's um, July seventh. I'm like I'm like an hour from Napa, so I well, will I mean, be there. <laughs> well, if I'm in sure town. You, make sure you. Uh, 
get your ticket now because like we're almost done. <laughs> Actually, we're technically sold out, but I'm like, I don't really want, I didn't really want more than 20 people because this is a really small place that we're going to be at, but, and it's only going to last like four hours. It's this really small, like little room on top of this, one of my favorite wine tasting rooms. And I don't know if like more than 20, I don't even know, <laughs> it's going to be cramped as it is. But if you want to do it, make sure you let me know or Troy know, actually, if you know Troy, because yeah. he's actually, hand, he's the one handling the money, actually. So you just go directly to him. Um, but and, yes, yeah, because I wasn't getting your emails. <laughs> yeah. And we just, I just, I, I launched Google. it like the first few days, like the first four days of February is when I, when I talked about it. So, and it, I mean, it filled up right away. It was, no, and it's not even like, oh, this is a big teaching thing. It's going to be like three hours of teaching. And the rest of it's the experience, you know, and the next day we're all going to go wine tasting together, which would be kind of fun. And so it's just an experience thing. But uh, that, I got that going on in, in July. And then um, after that, I mean, there's a couple tentative things after that I don't really want to say. But, you know, I'm already burned out. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't want to talk about a schedule anymore. <laughs> so but the best place is for people to to sign up. And and I, I said this on the other you know, podcast. And I've said it all the time. I tell people just to subscribe to you and, you know, pay attention to your emails because I, and I was a subscriber for probably a year before I became a customer, but I, I learned a boatload. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, I mean, they can just, they can go to bensettle.com and if they opt in, um, you'll get the first issue of my email players newsletter as a PDF. It's a print newsletter. I give you the PDF. It's got 24 ways of making more sales with emails like right away, like in the next email you write. It's a very real retail $97 value. That's what the newsletter costs. It's yours free. And at the site, I have like 2,000 blog posts. I have over a dozen hours of like specific audio and video training. Plus, the, uh, once you're on the list, you'll start getting a link every Sunday to my podcast. And that page, which I already gave on, on this interview actually – You'll see there's like 70, 65 hours of my old podcast hours on there, plus the new one. I mean, it's so much content. It's just ridiculous. And that's bensettle.com. Okay, awesome. And I will confirm that the the newsletter, I love the email players. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so it is it is definitely worth the 97 bucks too. Ben, again, awesome talking with you. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, no problem. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, guys, you know the drill. Hang on a sec, and I'll have a couple links for you. As always, thanks so much for listening. So there you have it. There is Ben Settle. Well, not really in the flesh, but you know what I'm talking about. Here's my suggestion. Simply subscribe to Ben, bensettle.com. Pay attention to how how he he emails daily, obviously, the subject lines, all of that. The languaging may not resonate with you, and that's okay. I, I don't write the way Ben writes. I write the way I write, but I paid attention to I, I, the fundamentals of what he was doing and the structure. I've really learned a lot because he teaches in his emails as well. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I can't recommend the daily email enough, whether it's almost daily or daily. The more you do it, the more of a relationship you're going to build with your audience.